No. We agreed that I'm bad at opening these, so just get on with it. You're such a spoil sport. Addy. Fine. I will get you to do it one day, though. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's super special episode of Cash, Cakes and Crime. Working title. Yeah, 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 working title. We will come up with something better, I promise. This week, we're going to be talking about a local mystery. Something close to home, shall we say. We are going to explore the peculiar case of the vanishing Tom and just where we think he could have gone. Oh, it rhymed. Um, By which, of course, you mean that your neighbour's cat is missing. Cash, Cakes and Crime, working title, episode three. It's not about the cat. Look, Lord Biscuit Truck has been missing for three days now, Rick. Three days! And that bastard never strays far from home. And I may have promised my neighbour that I would give him a shout-out on the airwaves. These aren't broadcast, Addy. Mm. And I'm interested in how you're going to sell this as a mystery to the listeners of this supposedly true crime podcast. Although, to be fair, after last week's episode, we have already begun to stretch the genre. You knew this cat like I knew him, Rick. You wouldn't be confused. This cat is an absolute chonker of a cat. He's mean, he's lazy, and he's ugly as all fuck. Literally no one else could possibly want him. So where on earth has he gone? It's like he's straight up vanished into thin air and he is not a cat that is easily missed. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to hear your theory. My fingers are crossed for face sacrifice, but my heart tells me it'll be aliens again. Not even aliens would want this cat, Rick. I've thought about this long and hard and I've come to the only reasonable sane conclusion. Oh boy. Lord Biscuit Truck left. What? I think Lord Biscuit Truck left. He just got bored. Went to find some sunnier patches of grass over Great Yonder Hill. Well, that is remarkably tame. After the research I did on your neighbour's house for this episode, I thought for sure you were going to blame Alistair. Who? Alistair. You know, the the ghost boy. Uh, hold the fuck up. Forget about the cat. What? You must know about Alistair. I literally have no idea what you're talking about, and I have lived near that house for a whole six weeks. Well, Alistair is the uh, lingering impression of a chimney sweep boy who got stuck in the fireplace between your two houses. He's been said to lurk in the area at night. <laughs> No, we're still backing the fuck up here, Rick. Do you mean tell me that you, Mr. What the fuck are you on about, Addy? No fun anti-alien killjoy. Aliens are a lazy conclusion. Believe in ghosts. Well, ghosts are real. Jesus fucking Christ. No, they aren't. Addy, last week you told me a seagull was psychic. Yesterday you tried to convince me fish aren't real. They just don't vibe like animals, Rick. Ghosts, however, are empirically proven... Not to exist. Well, that's so not true. Lots of people have had paranormal experiences. Is it really so hard to believe that maybe sometimes people linger a little after they die? Yes! I cannot believe that you don't believe in ghosts. Truly the mind boggles. And I cannot believe you thought I would pitch the idea that Miriam's cat was cat by a ghost. That's insane, Rick. How am I the insane one? Literally how? 
And I never said that I thought that Alistair kidnapped the cat. I just thought that you might. But you do believe in ghosts. Lots of people believe in ghosts. Yes, and they're all wrong too. Lots of people believe correctly in aliens, Rick. That doesn't stop you mercilessly tearing into my theories. Well, maybe if your theories weren't stupid. Rich coming from you, ghost boy. <sighs> I'm never going to escape this. Nope. Hauntings seemed right up your street. I am astounded that somehow I am in your shoes now. And I don't like it. Well, maybe you'll be nicer to me in the future. You're just as quote-unquote insane as I am. Debatable. Don't you snark at me, Rick. Also a terrible nickname. I'm the one running this show. Ghost my ass. Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. Ah, wow. Points for childishness, I guess. I cannot stress how much I am not enjoying this. Listeners, <laughs> please help me out here. Write in and tell me about your paranormal experiences. This is true crime, Rick. Not a supernatural ghost hunting oh. show. Oh, are we, are we still looking at true crime, are we? My bad. I thought that we were investigating the missing cat of your neighbour. Sounds like a crime to me. A crime that you think was committed by ghosts. I don't think... Clearly. (sighs) Now, as the turns have tabled, I guess it's my turn to sarcastically entertain your stupid little spectral theory about where Lord Biscuit Truck has gone. I hate you. Mm. Come now, Rick. I know you've done the research... Tell me more about poor little Timothy in the chimney. His name is Alistair. Yeah, him. When did he die? Well, as with a lot of children who died in the 1800s, it's somewhat difficult to pin down a precise date of death. Mm. I mean, the Georgians weren't exactly renowned for their record keeping when it came to poor people. Their kings were gluttonous and often brought about large amounts of scandal in the upper echelons of society. Mm, This tells me nothing about your ghost bestie. Well, it's rumoured that the boy passed somewhere around 1818 during the regency period of King George IV. Oh, yes. The fourth member of the Four Georges iconic boy band that they were. The what? I'm so making you watch horrible histories. Anyway, sorry, continue. Well, there's not much else to say. Many boys died as chimney sweeps. The conditions were horrible and, you know, some of them were sent to work as young as three years old. How'd they even know what to do if they were only three? Well, I don't imagine that they did, Ali. Well, that's horrific. And also an absolute downer. Can you not make your stupid little ghost theory fun and sexy? I don't want to think about toddlers dying in chimneys. You? Make Alistair a hot woman! A, a what? I can't change history, Addy. Well, it's not history, is it, Rick? Because ghosts aren't real. Alistair was, though. And you literally asked me to tell you about this. Well, now I'm not. I want to make fun of your klepto ghoul boy who stole a cat. Crack on with that. Stop talking about the absolute bummer that was the Industrial Revolution. Well, you know, if it helps, they did introduce an act to try and protect children before Victoria got on the throne. Why do I sense a butt here? Well, I mean, it, it did improve the working conditions, but largely it went ignored as far as keeping kids out of chimneys goes. Of course it did. I thought I told you to move on. Right, yeah. Um. Oh my God. Okay. When did Alistair's little spectral show start appearing? I assume you have documented so-called evidence of your boy. He's not my boy. Rick. Fine. The first sighting of the small chimney sweep was in 1942. A young couple... Wait, wait, wait. Back up and hold up. I'm doing maths. 
do you mean to tell me that this boy died in the chimney mm. and then just hung around, chilling out for over a hundred years before spooking up some people? Did he have to load? Was he stuck in the chimney? What? Well, I, I couldn't possibly speculate on the physics of ghost apparitions and how it works. I can only report the facts. <laughs> some facts they are. <sighs> Given that there was a century between his death and him popping back up again as a ghost, how do you even know it's the same boy? Well, there's only documented evidence of one boy dying in this particular chimney during that time period. The apparition clearly denotes markings of a Georgian child, it's dressed in the uniform of a sweep, and it leaves ashy residue along with the faint smell of smoke whenever he appears. They had uniforms? Well, no, but they were often covered in soot and poorly dressed, usually armed with a long-handled brush too. And what did Alistair do to this young couple? Bonk them with a broom? Well, by all accounts, not much. Just sort of lingered ominously in their rooms. So, oh, he's a small boy. I imagine he's somewhat lost and desperate for a bit of company. Is it any surprise that the lingering piece of his soul that got left behind might attempt to reach out for help? Once again, yes, that's ridiculous. Everyone knows that when uh, you no, die... No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we will discuss your life after death theories later. Mm. We're talking about ghosts right now. Specifically, the young ghost of Alistair lingering between the walls of this house and the next, leaving soot marks on the walls as he brushes through them. Have you just considered that Miriam just has a really weird mould problem? Shut up, Addie. I, I can't believe that you haven't seen anything weird living here. I mean, he's become much more active over the years, and sightings of him were very sporadic throughout the 20th century, with only eight sightings between 1942 and 1973 mm -hmm. but in the 80s there was a huge increase in the frequency of people that reported seeing him around would this be the same 80s that was the decade of drugs just out of curiosity shush my point stands there have been 10 reported sightings of alistair in the past oh 40 years with several other related incidences that could be attributed to his influence ah uh, yes his ghostly, ghostly influence. Well, can you not think, seriously not think, of a single odd thing that has happened in your house? What, in the last six weeks? Well, come on, there must be at least one thing. I don't know what you want from me, Rick. It's an old house. Everyone knows old houses make weird noises. It's just the foundation settling. You would think after the years of settling, they might eventually be, you know, settled. Is it the house's fault the ground is constantly moving? And still, no, not a single thing springs to mind. Well, what about your fireplace? What about it? Well, you told me that your landlord... Yeah, stingy bastard. ...boarded it up, warned you not to use it. Well, yeah. The chimney is old as fuck, Brick. It's probably a fire hazard, especially with all the creatures in it. The... The what now? You know, chimney creatures. They're in there just chilling. Right. And you didn't think to mention this if I asked about anything weird in your house. You asked for ghost weird. There's nothing ghostly about animals moving around in the chimney making noises. Phil said he thought there might be a raccoon in there or something. Right. And when, dare I ask, did your lovely landlord Phil tell you that there was a raccoon and other animals 
in the chimney. When he was explaining why it was boarded up, obviously. Right. Addy. Yeah? You do realise that we don't have raccoons in the UK, don't you? They don't, they don't live here. Huh. Wild. I just kind of assumed they were shy. Well, just because it's not a raccoon doesn't mean there isn't something in there. And don't tell me it's a nine-year-old chimney sweep from the Regency era. Uh, he was eight, actually, but good guess. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm ending this. But I didn't even get to talk about... Cash, Cakes and Crime Working Title is a fictional true crime podcast starring Evan Gwen Davis as Addy and Hal Fawkes as Rick. Any similarities to real crimes committed or real people or real ghosts would be stunning, but alas, a complete coincidence. Episode 3 was written by Hal Fawkes with some assistance from Evan Gwen Davis and it was edited by Hal Fawkes. The theme song is Jazzy Detective by John Barman. 